Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. One of Wisconsin's own, Jeff Storm, uh, joins us now. Jeff, how are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you? Good afternoon, Jeff. Where are you at these days? Are you back in Wisconsin safely? Yeah, we're back in Wisconsin. Uh, finally, we got home about 1.30 Tuesday morning from the Derby. Oh, that was doing some hauling, huh? Well, yeah, we, uh, we had rented a condo down there, so we elected to stay there Sunday night. It was pretty, you know, just run 300 laps. Didn't really feel like trying to drive home the same day, so we left early Monday morning, and, uh, yeah, got her back and uh, got everything unloaded and everything borrowed the trailer and had to return that on Wednesday. So, yeah, we're all back, kind of settled back in here. Well, before we get into your first experience down at the Snowball Derby, let's talk about your season up here a little bit. You decided to uh, join Fury Chassis this year and had speed pretty much everywhere you went. Yeah, our season started off great, you know, with uh, getting fast time right out of the box there for the uh, – the icebreaker there at the Dells, which is a place we've frequented uh, quite a bit, you know, not necessarily my favorite track, but the things that, that Jerry Avi's done over there with that facility and uh, putting on the big races, um, you know, good paying big races that that are one-day shows that are, are easy for us to do, you know, they're on a Saturday, they're on a weekend, you know, it just works out, so that's uh, why so we were there quite a bit, you know, and to be, you know, they're in the last year or so, the bar's really gotten raised over there. A lot of stiff competitions showing up. You know, all the all the big names from Wisconsin are usually there. So to go there and get fast time right out of the box, um, you know, we were pretty static. You know, as far as that way that race went down, uh, we kind of got tangled up in a, in a wreck there. And, you know, it felt like, felt like that was one that slipped away from us right out of the gate. What was the difference between uh, the chassis that you were with prior to Fury? Because you've had a very successful career, but like you said, you came out of the of the box running there. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it was just a decision that my car owner and myself had made, you know, over the winter. The you know the chassis we had it was an older Pathfinder, which had done us well. Don't get me wrong, that thing was great. We won some big races with it, but uh, it was just getting old and. Uh, it needed some upgrading, and you know, we had a guy interested in our stuff, so uh, we we sold that one and uh, went with Fury Chassis. You know, just stuff that uh, Weber Motorsports was getting done with them. We just decided that you know the tech support over there was was a little better than what we were kind of getting. So uh, that's the route we went. You know, no uh, no access to grind on either end. You know, I mean, it's it is what it is. You know, but uh, the right call. Hey, do you ever run five flags down at Pensacola? And what was the idea or the thinking about going down there? Um, we got run, you know, like I say, the first few races we came out of the gate really good. Been really good. Tour race in Madison. And, you know, something the car owner and myself 
kind of had on our radar and things were going the right way. So we kind of started planning this in, in the end of May, early June to, to head down there. A few times up here, I remember Milwaukee coming into mind uh, prevalently here, and you were fast everywhere you went this year, like I said, but it seemed like you were battling something either at the start of Milwaukee or after a little bit. Tell us about some of the challenges that you faced this year. Yeah, it seemed like right after Milwaukee, you know, during that race, uh, you know, this tire issue everybody's having, you know, it hit us there in Milwaukee, the blue, the blue right front three and four there and uh you know fortunately when that happened you know i slowed way up and i was kind of along for the ride Aiden lapovich from hampke was attempting to go around me on the outside when that happened and fortunately i bounced off of him and it didn't get into the fence but it you know we ground sway bar off the thing and everything else and uh had a little something since then you know uh you know, I've had the car parked multiple times. We can't really find anything with it. But, uh, you know, I, there, were, there were some other things going on besides that. And uh, we got up to lacrosse. You know, basically, from that point on, we just weren't as good. You know, we were okay. We just weren't as good. It kind of slowly, slowly got worse and worse. And we seemed to hit on it at lacrosse and found our issue and took care of it. And uh, we ran really well there in that tour race. I know it didn't show. We uh, Believe it or not, we blew uh, left front shock here in that race with 40 to go. We were started 28th and drove it up to fifth. And we uh, had a left front shock uh, go south on us. So we didn't get the finish we wanted there, but we knew we were on the right track. We knew we had stuff uh, pointing the right way there after that. So well, you make the decision to go down to uh, Five Flags for the very first time there. I kind of have a two-part question here. Does the place remind you of anything uh, that you've seen up here as far as racetrack-wise? And then second, talk about qualifying because we've, we've been down there for the 50th annual, and you can feel it up into the stands, the tension, and then you were the last car to make it. I can't imagine the feeling there. Yeah, as far as the racetrack, no, that's a standalone joint. I mean, it is um, the most technical racetrack I've ever been at where you got to be, and I'm sure you guys have seen pictures of how close you got to be on the fence, and you just got to be perfect. I mean, it's, it's a difference of 12 inches. You're up the track 12 inches, your car's garbage. you got to be down in the groove, and it, it took me a long time to get it to where it needed to be, and... Um, you know, that was huge. So as far as the racetrack, yeah, never, there's nothing I can compare that to, you know, speed wise, there's a few places, but to be as, as technical as you have to be as, as a driver, obviously you got to have your equipment, right? But you got to be on the money. You got to be on that mark. And if you're not, you're not going to make it, you know, then uh, come qualify time. And you know, we practiced really good. Um, Thursday, all day, we were right up in the top which was, was terrible. We were 34th. Made one little change, and I'm, you know, I'll, just, I'll just tell you, it was a, you know, a 30,000 uh, bump shim. That's <laughs> all it was to, to take it from top 15 to 35th, you know. So we changed it back and went and qualified, and, uh, you know, it wasn't the perfect lap by any means. Um uh, I felt like we nailed one and two 
really good. Three and four was all right. We were tick tight, and uh, it was just enough to just make. I mean, it was one one thousandth of a second back to thirty first. So uh, it was pretty surreal. So it was quite the relief when you did make it to the thirtieth spot when you finally got in, huh? The thing is, they had a rule down there where we could not get out of our car after qualifying. So that's why I seen all of us sitting up on the doors. Um, and I didn't know who the last car was. I didn't know where I was. I could just tell by the expression of everyone. And, uh, when the TV crew came over, um, I knew I was on the bubble. <laughs> yeah, the tech official was standing there and they told me, okay, this is the last car. And so it was just hoping and praying. And I'll tell you, um, after we made it, I was emotionally spent. It, it just takes it all out of you. Um, it's just, it's, um, it's, it's all of it's, I've been doing this for 30 years and I've never had felt that uh, intense, you know, uh, just the just to try to make that event this huge and was so happy, so satisfying to, to make it obviously not the way we wanted. I, I expected us to be a lot better, but um, we were in and man, what a release. The jubilation on your face after and the celebrating uh, while hanging on your door there, it, you know, audibly you could hear the fans cheering for you too. There was a lot of Wisconsin fans down there. It seems like there always is every year. Uh, but what was that like, Sandy Dora, celebrating yourself and then hearing the crowd go crazy for you as well? Well, it's funny you say about the crowd. The last car was on the track qualifying and made his first lap, and I heard the crowd. I'm like, oh, man, you know. I thought they were cheering for the guy on the track. I didn't realize they were they all had my back like that. I didn't know who they were. And I looked up there, and I seen James and Katie Swan, and I figured it out. They were That whole section was rooting for us, so. You know, that just piled more on, more emotion, you know, to have that many many people from Wisconsin there and have your back, you know. Minnesota, the, the, the whole Midwest group was in that section just, man, they were roaring. It was pretty cool. You know, it was nice to, a nice feeling to know that that many people had your back. You had mentioned it throughout the weekend that you had a lot of former uh, racers uh, up here or actually current racers helping you down there. Um, tell us, uh, I know you just mentioned Swan, tell us more about who was all down there with you. And then also tell us about, uh, Sunday and, and the challenges you faced there. Yeah. So, you know, the guys were on my crew down there, you know, as far as racers, you know, Chris Weinkoff was kind of heading off the crew chief duties. Um, Brad Miller was there. We called him the driver. Well, well, this coach, but, uh, <laughs> he's a little more than that. Uh, Russ Blakely. You know, I lives in Kentucky right now, but, you know, at the end of his thing, when he was up here with us, uh, racing, he, he came with us quite a bit. He's, he was instrumental. Uh, all them guys that were there on my crew helping were just, everybody was 100%, you know, focused on the main goal. We all had the same goal, and we all were, were pointing the same direction. So that was huge to have that guy, them guys. I know. Chris and Brad and I were standing by my rear's ultra force flow machine, uh, running some shocks. And somebody looked over and I said, well, you know, there's a hundred years of racing experience between the three of us. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to have that, you know. So, 
So uh, during the introductions, you know, you uh, you said to the announcer there, uh, we're just down here to have some fun. <laughs> uh, did you actually have fun? And are, are you thinking, would you think about going back there? Yeah, Sunday was a challenge. Um, you know, we missed a little bit on our on our tire stagger, honestly. And uh, that first run, we were we were really tight, and we lost a lot of track position, and that got hurt us bad. And, uh, boys got us fixed up for a second run, uh, second stop. That bit part of the race, we were we were okay. We weren't by any means a winning car. We were able to maintain and pick a few off. Um, that section of the race was probably the best. You know, we tried to make it better again the third time, and we just we just didn't. You know, we just got too free then. So, um, as far as going back down there, um, it's a very expensive deal. Um, I added everything up. I mean, everything from putting the car together here, you know, fresh motor, new body, all that stuff. So it's a very costly deal. I don't know that we'll do it again. Um, I'm open to anything, uh, but it's, you know, there's so many sponsors and so many people that came together to have our back to get us down there, um, together to do it. You know, it's, one guy can't do this. So all the little people, there's so many, uh, that weren't even on the car that stepped up to help out, you know, uh, including all our, our normal regular sponsors, uh, you know, all stepped up. Did you experience any tire issues down there? That was a hot topic uh, throughout the weekend as well. Yeah, every every right front we pulled off the car was chunked out, blistered. Even that last 15 lap run, I mean, about shook your teeth out. You know, they just were tires are so green. They just they don't have time to cure. We ran into this at Lacrosse. Now we ran into it down here at the Derby. It just they blister and they just the inside edge of the tire. So the uh, you know, the brake caliper rotor side of the tire, um, they just take a beating and they, they just they just come apart. I know Casey Scottson had what I cost him that Broly model race as far as I'm concerned. You know, he had a tire blow. Um, you know, some would go 60 laps, some wouldn't go 15. You know, just, but we had every every right front we pulled off our car had the same issue. And, uh, you know, we knew that was going to be an issue. We kind of flattened out our camber a little bit, took a little of the handling away from the car, but it I was trying to get a little longevity out of it, but it, it, it really didn't seem to matter. Our stuff, uh, looked at Dassel's stuff, they were all, they all looked the same. Well, I tell you what, just making the show is one hell of an accomplishment down there. Um, do you have any plans for next year? Are you going to be running the Arkham Midwest Tour? Are you going to be running some big races up here? What's your plans going forward, Jeff? Yes and yes. We're, we're going to, obviously, we'll do the, uh, at this point, we'll probably do the Alive Provide again at Fidel's. It's been a, been a good fit for us. Um, probably going to hit a few of the Midwest Tour races. I don't know. It's pretty early yet. We haven't even, we're still settling dust from the Derby here. So um, we'll probably do a handful of Tour races. Um, the uh, Alive Provide for sure. I got my eye on some stuff uh, coming up here. Uh, like to get to Nashville more than once next year. So who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Uh, we'll see what we can get together. Um, like I say, we got uh, we 
had a lot going on here. We need to get settled down and settled in back here in the shop and get back on our our program. We got to go through some stuff and see what's going on. But uh, I'd like to get down to Nashville at least, you know, probably for the first CRA race and then uh, the All American for sure. We'll uh, we'll see. You know, I'd, I'd like to also like to support Greg McCarns in uh, his ventures with the Midwest Tours. So. A lot of options out there. Uh, we'll just have to sit down and look at them all and see what we we decide fits us the best. Yeah, that's so awesome, Jeff. Hey, thanks for your time, man. We sure tried to root you on, man. We were pulling for you when you were down Pensacola, man. And we'll look forward to really uh, running up with you this next year. We'll run up with you quite a lot of places next year, buddy. All right, awesome, man. Thanks for uh, letting me chime in here. And uh, I appreciate all you guys' support. Appreciate what you guys do. You know, all the media, everybody was so super nice to us down there. It was uh, it was really cool. That was really the biggest event I've ever ever been able to uh, perform at. So they say our, our results really didn't show our our abilities, and uh, you know, it's just the way it goes sometimes. So uh, I was just happy to be in it. We ran all all the laps and uh, finished in one piece. Brought her home with one little tire mark on it. So we'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Before you go, Jeff, I just had one more question uh, for you. Um, you're an old school racer, obviously. Rich Bickle's final race uh, was down there. Did you get to spend some time with him? And are you close with them being two old school guys? Yeah, Rich and I go back. Um, I didn't get to do nearly as much cool stuff as he has in his career. And obviously, he's won just a ton of races. <laughs> yeah, I'm relatively close with Rich. Um, Ironically, two years back, we had a, a throttle stick at Madison and practice, and we went to the fence hard. I think that was concussion number two or three for me. But when the car landed, I was a little dazed, and Richard drove through my spindle and drive shaft and everything else, you know, and got a bunch of flat tires to drive up to my driver's door and, and check on me. So I'll never forget that. You know, Rich is uh, – which is a hard-nosed old-school racer, but he's also a compassionate and uh, he's a really good guy. You know, I don't know, I don't know how he's gonna be able to just walk away with the season he had. So it was special to me to be there with him at the last race. You know, we talked Sunday morning, we talked Friday night after qualifying stuff. So yeah, I, I hope to stay in touch with him somewhat. He's, as long as he's still in the country, he's talking about. That's awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you for always being gracious uh, to us. I remember walking down to you at Madison the first time this year and interviewing you, and you were uh, so gracious, even though you're busy before the races. So we appreciate it so so much. It was cool to see you down there. You had a great year, and we can't wait to see what you have in store for this next year. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Appreciate you checking in, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Stay uh, Stay warm, and hope you get shoveled out up there. <laughs> yeah, have a great holiday, Jeff, to you and yours up uh, down there, buddy. All right, thanks. guys. Thank you. Yep, thanks, Jeff. Well, Mark, another great interview, this time from Jeff Storm. Uh, Jeff, like we like we mentioned in the interview there, an old-school racer, been around, he said, for 30 years, uh, just a nice guy. It's always great, great running up with him. 
you know, he always stops what he's doing when we walk up to him, you know, and he's willing to give us the time and and, and talk racing with him. So, yeah, we, we like Jeff a lot for sure. Yeah, and like we started the podcast there, he had a great year up here. Uh, was fast everywhere he went. Struggled for the last few years a little bit, not up to what we're used to seeing out of him, but he got back to that this year. Yeah, when he got, you're right, when he was at the icebreaker last year, like, wow, is he fast. And it just seemed like, yeah, he was fighting it all, as the year went on and, and struggled on the way. So hopefully they can find him gremlins and, and uh, get that car back up where it belongs. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we talked about it again. Another thing we talked about in the interview here, uh, sitting on your door, knowing that you're on the bubble with a few drivers to go or with one driver to go. Um, you know, like I said, we had been there in 2017 for the 50th annual. Uh, incredible to be there, but you can feel that. I mean, you can cut the tension in that whole place with a, a butter knife. I mean, it is incredible. And to be the 30th qualifier, your first time there, never experienced anything like that. Uh, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, that that's a, a lifetime. Uh, uh, he'll remember that for the rest of his life. What a memory that'll be to say, "Hey, on my resume, I made the snowball derby." What a what a good deal there. So, yeah, <laughs> that's got to be a heck of a feeling, man. Yeah, and I know they had some challenges in the race there, but just making the race is an incredible feat. Good job by him and the crew and everyone helping out down there. Uh, the fans with the support, the sponsors that he has. Um, great job by everyone supporting him. And, um, you know, when you go to a place like that, I'm sure you, you learn a lot, especially the first time there. So maybe they can implement some things they learned down there up here for next year. Yeah. You never know that. That's all good experience there, man. You might be able to figure something out. For sure. Uh, well, thanks to Jeff Storm for joining us once again. He's always gracious with his time. So thank you, Jeff. And Mark, thank you, uh, again for joining me. And we got a a few more interviews left. Uh, we're going to, try to hook up with Ty Majeski and Luke Fenhouse next. All right. Sounds good. So I'll see you later, man. Yep. See ya. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it. And thank you for listening.